0: Good morning. morning. So, today is the last um, in the mini series we've been doing, looking in the book of John, looking at spiritual essentials and what Jesus said about nourishment, light, and shelter. We're finishing in John 4, looking <coughs> at water and Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. <coughs> we'll find it in John. 4 5 to 26 and so please turn if you want to read along I think it's on page 1066 if you're using the pew bibles so he came to a town in Samaria called Saka near the plot of ground Jacob had given his son Joseph Jacob's well was there and Jesus tired as he was from his journey sat down by the well it was about noon When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews don't associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would give you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as also did his livestock and sons? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, "'Sir, give me this water "'so I won't, have to keep, well, I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here "'to draw water.' He told her, "'Go, call your husband and come back.' "'I have no husband,' she replied. Jesus said, "'You're right when you say you have no husband. "'The fact is you've had five husbands, "'and the man that you now have is not your husband. "'What you have just said is quite true.' "'Sir,' the woman said, "'I can see that you're a prophet.' Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. This is such an amazing account. The woman gets treated to the most incredible encounter with Jesus. They meet at Jacob's well. Jesus, there as a visitor, had been traveling and was tired from his journey and needed a drink. And the woman, a local, seems to be there carrying out her regular daily responsibilities of drawing water. Much to her surprise, Jesus starts a conversation, asking her for a drink. Their conversation continues and is built around their common need for water and its qualities to bring refreshment. It's obvious to say, but we all need water. All known life relies on it. I have a picture here of the Atacama Desert, um, which is commonly accepted as the driest place in the world. Some areas are estimated to have not have seen rain in around 500 years. It's fair to say life isn't abounding. Compare that with areas like the rainforest, which are among the wettest places on Earth, and life thrives. Every living organism on Earth contains a substantial proportion of water. A person can only live without water for around 100 hours, whereas we can survive without other nutrients for weeks, even months. 99% of all molecules in the human body are molecules of water. About two-thirds of our body weight is water. 75% of the human brain is water, which explains a lot for some of us. (laughs) In terms of our body's needs, water in many ways is similar to other essentials like food. The difference being we don't just consume water, we benefit from being immersed in it too. In fact, we thrive in and around water. It affects all five of our senses. When booking holidays, we gravitate towards destinations by water. In our spare time, we might go swimming, or if it's ever warm enough, a trip to the water park. After a busy day, we look forward to a warm bath before bed. You can even download apps just to hear the sound of running water. Incidentally, you should try watching running water on the internet. It's a live stream. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Water triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for the body's rest and digest response. In this state, our heart rate and blood pressure are lowered. Immersion in water decreases catechloramines, which are the hormones responsible for our fight-or-flight response. So not only is water a basic need to stay alive, we enjoy it, it relaxes and refreshes us. I wanted to give us this context when we look at what Jesus says in this passage. It's incredible. He says to the woman, Ask me and I will give you living water. Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. It will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is using a play on words. He uses water as a metaphor to describe the gift of God. He's saying, what I will give you is important. It's a basic requirement for life. But not only that, it's something to be enjoyed and will bring you refreshment. Jesus and the woman meet because they needed refreshing. They were both at the well to get a drink. But Jesus knew that being thirsty was only part of her need. She also needed refreshing on the inside. As we read the passage, we find out that life probably wasn't amazing for her. She'd been remarried five times and was currently with a sixth partner. We don't know the reason for this, but it points to something being broken. She'd likely been through all the emotions that broken relationships can bring. This forming pattern in her personal life must have left her feeling weary. Maybe feelings of rejection, anger, sadness, resentment, a low self-worth, anxiety, fear, perhaps. This might not be your story, you might be part of a healthy marriage and never experience the pain of divorce or broken relationships. But whether it be friends, family, work, finances, or health, be it our own experience or those close to us, we all know the struggles that life can bring. Like the woman at the well, we all need refreshing. How do you find refreshment? All the answers are on Google. So I googled the best things to do to be refreshed, and the top result was a website listing 11 ways to refresh your soul and mind in 15 minutes, which says a lot in (laughs) itself. But no surprise, keeping yourself hydrated by drinking water was number one. Then the other things were stretch out, take a nap, go outside, meditate, listen to music, have your favorite snack, It's a good one, treat yourself, drink coffee, be creative, And the last one was Diffuse Essential Oil. I had no idea what that was, so I had to Google that as well. (laughs) And it's the smelly stuff that hotels and posh people put in their bathrooms. (laughs) We all need a bit of R&R. The wellness market in the UK alone is worth 13 billion pounds a year. We know that looking after ourselves, making time to be relaxed and refreshed is a good thing. We should be making an effort to look after our well-being. So a lot of things I just listed can be good things to do. You probably do at least something from that list to help you relax and de-stress. The problem is, none of these things last. Anything that promises you refreshment externally will ultimately leave you thirsty again. External things can't quench the dryness in our spirits. Water gives life to and refreshes our bodies. Jesus gives life to and refreshes our spirit. Only Jesus can change us on the inside. Only Jesus can take away the weariness and brokenness in our spirit. He takes away what is dry, barren, and dead and replaces it with life, with living water. He has put a spring of life, welling up to eternal life inside us. I have a short video I'd like us to watch, which I think will help us visualize how Jesus wants our lives to be. When it starts, you can probably guess what's going to happen. No, 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 no. Form them. Two of them. Over there with no hair on. Oh! so much fun looking at videos on YouTube planning for this talk. (laughs) There's something about flowing water. It captivates us. It's powerful. It's abundant. It affects everything around it. As Christians, that is what Jesus has put on the inside of us. He has given us his Holy Spirit, Christ himself living in me and living in you. I know this video is a burst pipe and not a freshwater spring, as Jesus refers to, but I think the point is the same. Jesus doesn't want the life he's given us to be kept hidden away. He doesn't want us to be like a well or a repository of water that is still and contained. He wants us to be overflowing with his power, with his goodness, with his love, being refreshed all the time, not just to affect our own lives, but to overflow to all those around us. The poor guys in that hole got first-hand experience of how flowing water affects its surroundings. To say they've been refreshed is an understatement. They must have been utterly soaked. I want my life to be like that. I don't want to stand far away. I want to be utterly soaked by the love of Jesus. What Jesus has given me, I want to overflow to others. If you carry on reading this story, I love what the Samaritan woman does next. It says she left her jar of water and ran back to the town to tell everyone what happened. Come and see, she told them. Her encounter with Jesus had affected her so much, it completely eclipsed her need for water. She could come back and get water any time, but she couldn't let this opportunity slip by. She had just met Jesus. The Messiah she was so excited she couldn't help but tell the whole town come and see the woman at the well had one encounter with Jesus and look how it changed her she overflowed with excitement with joy and wonder Jesus by his spirit lives in us he's with us all the time how much more then should we be excited about Jesus How much more should we overflow with the Holy Spirit in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? The Holy Spirit is doing that in my life. I'm excited about Jesus. I want to tell people about him and how he's changing my life. He's taking average me with my selfishness, pride, worry, and failure, and he's changing me from the inside out, making me more like him. My hope of eternity with Jesus is certain. I know I'm loved even when I feel unlovable. He gives me peace when I'm worried. Joy when I can't find anything to be joyful about. He gives me strength to keep going when I want to give up. In his grace I am confident when all I can see is my failure. He enables me to be kind and generous when I want to be selfish. When I've trusted him, he's never let me down. I've seen God answer prayer time and time and time again. I'd love to stand here and tell you that that's how I live all the time. Unfortunately, it's not. Just ask Amy, she has to put up with me. I can be so selfish and prideful. I lose my temper with the boys. Rather than being like a river flowing with living water, I feel like the Atacama Desert. It it seems life has a way of trying to stop us living in the new life that Jesus has provided. We get distracted and busy or things go wrong and somewhere along the way we go back to the world's way of doing things relying on ourselves or to external things to bring refreshment we seem to dry up and become thirsty again jesus said in john 15:4 remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain In the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We have this paradox that Christ is in us, but we are also in Christ. Jesus is saying if we want to experience all of what He has provided, if we want the Holy Spirit to overflow in our lives, to experience His love and bring refreshment to those around us, we must remain in Him. Don't climb out of the water and stand on the side. If you've dried out, jump back in, immerse yourself in God's love, forgiveness and grace. Enjoy relationship with him, relax in his presence. As Christians, we're called to seek after Jesus. It's a theme that runs throughout the whole Bible. The most important commandment we're given is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. He wants us to give him everything we've got, to stop relying and focusing on ourselves, but to give him our full attention. As we do that, it allows him to flow in and through us, changing us from the inside out. We're not trying to get more of Jesus in us, he's already here by his Holy Spirit. We're letting more of Jesus out of us. It's like taking the cork out of the bottle or the burst pipe in that video. Think about your experience. When have you ever spent time with Jesus? Be it by reading the Bible or in a time of heartfelt praise and worship, then left that time wanting to be more selfish or with a new desire to be dishonest. It doesn't happen. It's the opposite. When we hang out with Jesus, we become more like Jesus and we experience his Holy Spirit refreshing us. If we want to see God move in our lives, if we want to see his Holy Spirit overflow in us and out of us, we need to prioritize our relationship with Jesus. We need to love God and actively seek him. Make time to read your Bible, find out about the kingdom of heaven and how much God loves you. Meditate on Jesus' life and words, how his death and resurrection affect your life today. Talk with him, Jesus came that we might have relationship with him. Spend time praying and expect to hear Jesus talking to you. Bring your worries and failures to Jesus, ask him to change you. Pray the same for others. Thank him that the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Christ from the grave, lives in you. Thankfulness positions us to receive from God. Worship him. Jesus tells the woman at the well, we must worship in spirit and in truth. Praising God wholeheartedly takes our focus away from ourselves and our situations and helps us see things from his perspective, through the eyes of faith. Imitate him, make every effort to live how Jesus did, to love and serve others, to be kind and generous. As we love one another, we'll be like a city on a hill at night that cannot be hidden. Ben, do you want to come back? Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants us to live in his love, to experience his life and refreshment, and then to overflow with him and bring that same refreshment to those around us. If you're a Christian here today and you're feeling dry or thirsty, come back to Jesus, remain in him he has given you his Holy Spirit and springs of water will flow in you again. To overflow, by definition, requires an abundance. You can't overflow with something that you don't have. If you know that you've never asked Jesus for living water, his offer still stands. Jesus says in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given you. If you want to know the life and refreshment that I've talked about this morning for yourself, ask Jesus. He'll take away what is dried out and dead and give you eternal life. Jesus doesn't promise that when we come to him, we won't face challenges, but by his Holy Spirit, we can know his fullness of life, his goodness, despite those challenges. We're not told if the Samaritan woman's situation in her personal life ever changed. But we do know that she was changed. She was refreshed when she met Jesus. I know that because of Jesus, I have been changed and I'm being changed. Knowing Jesus and having his Holy Spirit makes such a difference in my life. Jesus promises you, if you ask, you too will be changed. You too will will be refreshed. We have a prayer team who will be available at the end of the service when it finishes. So if you have any questions or if you'd like someone to pray with you, please do come to the back at the end of the service and we'd love to support you. Whoever you are this morning, Jesus says to you, ask and I will give you living water.